Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Soul Care Sunday here on the Ray of Light TV podcast. For those of you who do not know or if it is your very first time here, Ray of Light TV podcast is a space that promotes collective healing through transparent conversations and a deep devotion to the best possible versions of yourself. This is a space where we promote education, inspiration, and motivation through sharing our deepest testimonies and convictions. This is also a space where faith and everyday life's journey meet. I thank you so very much for being here, and I encourage you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this season of the Ray of Light TV podcast. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the Ray of Light TV podcast. Guys, I'm so happy that you are here joining your girl again because, listen, let me tell y'all something. First of all, it's been a long, it's been a long, what, two two weeks since I last talked with y'all, since I last gave y'all a word, and I have been missing y'all so much. Let me tell you, school and life and just... Everything just comes and it's like a lot. But listen, I just thank God that today I was able to make time for my purpose and I was able to give you guys a word. I definitely believe that I have a word from the Lord today and I am so excited to be sharing with y'all. So guys, let's just open up in prayer. Father God, Lord, we just thank you for another opportunity to just come into your presence to hear Lord, what your spirit is saying in this hour, I pray that you will speak to every woman, man, boy, girl, child, listening, listening, God, that they will know that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the father, that you will give them a word, God, that will meet them right at the point of their needs. Bless my lips and my words and my just teaching to be able to touch someone, God, and meet them right at the place of where they are. God, use my voice, use my ministry, God, to deliver thousands and for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. All right, y'all. So as you guys know, the lesson that we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks, I know I talked a little bit about it on my Instagram and on my Facebook. We're going to be doing a lesson called talking back to negative self-talk. I know that we all have this little voice that's on the inside of our head that's always yapping. It got a big mouth, always telling us something that we can't do, something we're not doing good enough, something we'll never be able to accomplish, something that we're not doing good at, we're lacking in something. This voice is this voice talks loud. So throughout this series, we're going to be working on practical strategies, tools, and applications for talking back to this voice and getting victory over this voice, okay? So the first thing I want to talk about is if you don't know, if you're pastor, mother, brother, sister, ministerial alliance leader, teacher, youth pastor, colleague in Christ never told you is we have an adversary. OK, that's number one. I want you to write that down. We have an adversary and our adversary is a liar. The Bible calls him the father of lies, meaning he is the biggest liar of them all. And his biggest, his biggest tactic against people is negative talk and self-doubt. How many times have you ever heard that little voice in your ear telling you, I'll never be good enough, just like I said, I'll never do this, I can never get this job, I'll never make this amount of money, I shouldn't even try, you should just quit while you're ahead of yourself. That's our adversary, the enemy, who's always working to come up against us. When... um. When the devil tempted Eve to sin in the garden, it was something that was placed between the woman and um, the devil, which is called enmity. There is separation and the devil's main goal is to try to get across that boundary, which has been placed up and to try to drop what my mom likes to call suggestions into our ear that makes us do stuff. And this is so important because if the enemy can talk you into doing his dirty work for him. As he did in the garden with Eve, the devil never forced the apple into Eve's mouth. He never said, I'm putting this, I'm doing this, I'm putting it on you, eat this. He just suggested, oh, this this will happen. If you do this, this will happen. Maybe if you quit, you'll be able to get more rest. If you quit, you'll be able to save your money. Not telling you the consequences that if you never go for your dreams, you may never even change your life. You may never see the fullness of who God called you to be. 
So if the enemy can trick you into doing his dirty work for him, he can have a grasp on your destiny. He can have a grasp on your life and he can have control over you. And talking about this voice is so extremely important because we hear multiple voices throughout the day. I know I sure do. We hear voices from society, from our parents, from our teachers, um, from our youth leaders, our youth pastors. Okay, child. Um, From God, ourselves, the enemy, of course. And throughout all the hustle, bustle, and catastrophe, it's very hard to decipher whose voice we should be listening to. Whose report should we believe? I mean, I'm hearing this voice that really sounds like my voice saying it's probably best to quit and give up. Maybe it, maybe it is God. Maybe it, it's a good idea. Who knows? It's a suggestion. But what we have to learn is take the information that, you know, these voices, these things, this noise is, is giving to us. And we have to really sit down, break it and try it by the word of God. Most of the time, without even knowing, we talk ourselves out of a major assignment or opportunity in our lives because of the seed the enemy dropped in us. And we ain't doing that in 2022. We're not doing that. The enemy can have no rule, reign, or even inch link in our lives in 2022. So we go break down some strategies. But before we do that, I want everybody to take a moment. So I want you guys to take a moment and think about your life. Think about all the things that you would desire to achieve, the creative gifts that have been put inside of you, the books you want to write, the businesses you want to start, all that fun, shiny stuff. We love that. Have you achieved them? Are you in the process of achieving them? Are you in a place where you talked yourself out of them? Are you afraid to begin? Have you quit before you even begun? Letting that little nasty seed voice speak to you. Nine times out of 10, and I don't know everyone who watches this live stream, but nine times out of 10, I would say that humans and especially women, because statistically speaking, women are more likely to quit before we even begin than men. We're less likely to do more courageous things. That's what statistics show. But most women throughout their lives find themselves in one of those places. And when we find ourselves in those places, instead of nourishing ourselves back to health, changing our focus, creating strategies that help our lives and keep our eyes on the prize, we allow this one little thing, the devil said, to knock our whole world down. To knock our whole life down. And we find ourselves in these terrible, sticky, and uncomfortable positions. I'm here to say, as your hype girl, in 2022, we're not doing that, just like I just said. The Lord calls us a royal priesthood in a peculiar generation. We must cultivate the art of understanding and mastering our identity so that we can have a a bit more of stick to itness, a bit more of firmness when the enemy and these little voices come with a big, nasty mouth. And I'm going to just share a little personal story with y'all. So the other day, someone in my close circle and some some people might have seen this on Facebook. She was confiding with me and she was like, Ray, I got this major opportunity, but I'm scared to do it because like, what if I fail? And the first thing I was thinking is like, girl, why would you come to Miss Exhortation herself and talking about if you fail? I looked at her straight in her face and I told her that as born again, believers are are. Woo! As born-again believers, and I want to say this right, our baseline is victory. All we can do is win. There is no failure in us, and our starting place is victory. Some people must say, well, Ray, if our starting place is victory, victory is always, if it's already ours, why do I have to work hard? Why do I have to talk back to these voices? Why do I have to do all that? And what I would tell you is we're just running the race to lay hold of the promise cultivating like the bible says you have need of patience after you have done the will of god you may receive the promise there are some things that have to be cultivated in you along the race but it's for you victory is yours and that's just a period first john 5 3 and 4 states for everyone who has been born of god and i love this overcomes the world y'all listen to this And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. 
Who is that who overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? If you think about our life and make up as believers in Christ Jesus, we live a life of defying the odds. Jesus defied the odds. The prophets and priests defied the odds. Ministers preaching the gospel defied the odds. Paul, Saul defied the odds. And Jesus overcame sin in the world for us. And we, as born-again believers who are full of the Holy Spirit, get to exercise this power over sin every day. Now just think about that. We're not a slave to sin, but slaves to the Spirit. And if we can live a life of prayer, fasting, sacrifice, overcoming the world on this end, why do you think that doesn't translate into our spiritual, mental, emotional, psychological, and physiological issues as well? Our power is not just limited to one thing. And that's something that I really want to break and, 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 and push and minister into your spirit through this series and through this podcast is that God's power and our power through the Holy Ghost is not limited to just a spiritual battle. God gave us the power and the victory to overcome the world. And who can overcome the world except he believes that Jesus is the son of God. That means that God called you to overcome and dominate in your industry and in your everyday life and life mastery and self mastery and mastery of your physical and emotional health. We are called to overcome and we have the power to overcome in every area of our lives. And so now that you know that, apply that. The next time the devil tells you, you can't do this thing. You can't write this book. You, you're a full-time college student and you work. You're, you're, not the be- you're, not, you're not the best time management person. You're not as disciplined as some other people showing you all your lack. You look that devil in the face and you speak 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Which says, I have the power. I, my Lord, has overcome the world. And who can overcome the world? Except he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So now that you have that overview, let's talk about actually talking back to the negative voice. As this series is about that tries to speak against our purpose, our work, our creative abilities, our relationships, our happiness, our joy, and everything else. So I broke this down into five five distinct points. And I know that these points are going to be a blessing to Everyone who listens because they've been a blessing to me. The first thing that I need you to do when talking back to this nasty voice is I need you to get sassy with it. And I'm going to say that again. I need you to get sassy with it because let me tell y'all something. The devil wastes no time. He's on butt. (laughs) He is on people's back from the time they get up in the morning to the time they go to sleep. And the longer you let that voice run rampant in your life, it's going to have control over you. And for some of us, the devil runs up on us with his cunning ways, his tricks and his ploys because he knows he can run us over. Have you ever encountered a bully who picks on little kids just because he can just because they don't do anything about it? But the first time you punch that bully in his face, he gets in line. He don't mess with you no more. And all his little other bully audience friends, they don't even think about coming up against you. Because you have established that level of authority that I am not to be played with. I am not to be messed with. You can't have my mind. You can't have my purpose. I ain't going for it. I ain't going for it. Everybody who listening on this podcast, I want you to say I ain't going for it. I need you to get real hood, real sassy with it, okay? And this is exactly what we must do when the devil tries to run up on you in the grocery store and your kitchen and your quiet time. You need to begin to war in the spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost using the gift of tongues that the Lord gave you and kill that devil dead. The bully can only do what we allow. And so I tell you, if the next time that voice tries to run up on you telling you what you can and can't do, what you're qualified and not qualified to do. I need you to get real, real sassy with it. I need you to war and I need you to kill that thing dead. I think what a lot of believers don't understand because the spirit realm is not what we see as much as we see the natural. 
powerful things happen in the spiritual realm when we just tap in and use our power. Imagine being a born again believer and not having power over the enemy in your life. Imagine being a born again believer and being tormented every night and day of your waking life. It's not how we're supposed to live. You better start opening up your mouth and say, Satan, the Lord God rebukes you. I'm not going for this. I know what the word says. You have no power over me. And as you begin to draw boundaries in the spirit, the enemy can't cross them. He can't do that. And what I've learned also from my study is that getting sassy is also having your sword on deck. And I want to and I and I really want to address this because I heard someone say one time quotes are cute. Quotes are beautiful. We love quotes. <laughs> Books are good. Sayings, mantra. I, I don't know if y'all be into mantras. That's a different conversation. But sayings that we say, OK, Sayings that we say are cute. They, they're good. We love them. We love sayings. We love sayings. But sayings don't break strongholds. You need to get some scripture on that thing. You need to get some scripture. You need to get your sword. The Bible says, is my word like is not is not my word like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So what you do is you take a scripture, whether it's Philippians 4.13 that says, God says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Or in Isaiah 41.10, where it says, the Lord says to me, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Or if it is something dealing with finances, God says that I am the lender and not the borrower. God says that he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, whatever your scripture is. Get you a couple of them. Them two work for me because it's a whole mouthful in itself. But you get your hammer. You get your sword and you begin to break the rock in pieces. Period. So this year we train in our cute sayings. We train in the Instagram mantras or whatever. We train in what the, the what everybody told us to say. We train in what they say and we're picking up our sword. And we're going to war because this thing is not cute. This thing is not funny. This adversary is out for your life. He's out for your mind. He's out for your children. He's out for your salvation. He's out for your peace. And the devil is not playing with you. So I don't know why you would sit around and play with him throwing quotes at the devil like the devil doesn't know the word of God. When you go back to the scripture and we see Jesus in the wilderness fasting for 40 days, the enemy came to him with scripture. And do you know what Jesus said? He had to come back with scripture. Your sayings don't move devils. Your quotes don't move demons. Your sayings don't call demons to flee and strongholds to be broken. You better get the word on that thing. You better get the power of the Holy Ghost on that thing. You better get the blood of Jesus on that thing. You better start decreeing things that be not as though they were on that thing. Child. I didn't come on here to preach. No, I'm just saying. The next thing that I want to talk to you. Number two, the strategy in overcoming this voice is you have to believe in yourself, guys. It's just plain and simple. You got to believe in yourself. Psalms 139 and 14 declares that I insert your name here am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are his works and that my soul knows right well. Let me break this down the way God broke this down to me. You don't got to be a best-selling author to be fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't got to have the best project of 2022 through 2025 to be fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't got to have the best college education to be fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't got to have $100,000 in your bank account to be fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't even got to have to know all about the field that God is sending you into to be fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't got to be the best at what you do to be fearfully and wonderfully made. The baseline is who God said I am. And God said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
And I'm not telling you to give you an excuse to shrink back and say, well, I'm already enough, so I don't got to work hard. I'm already enough. I don't got to try hard. The Lord fights all my battles. True. But I'm telling you this to know that your starting place, daughter of God, woman of God, man of God is greatness. And everything you push into deeper than that is because you have the faith and understanding first of who you are. I see so many believers starting from the wrong place. And just when I said that, it it made me think about a track meet. So, you know, during a track meet, all, all the all the people line up for the race. They get down in their starting positions. They get ready. They on the same place and they go. How much harder would it be to win the race if you start back five miles further back than everybody else? That's exactly what we do when we allow self-talk to tell us or or negative self-talk to tell us because I didn't finish college or because I didn't get the best degree because I'm not the doctor of my family because I'm not the best outspoken person that I can't do the thing. You are doing a disservice to yourself in the race that God called you to run because God does not choose those who are perfect, well equipped to have it all. And, and, and just as a disclaimer, nobody is perfect. That's number one. No matter what you see, don't let the Internet fool you. Don't be deceived. No one is perfect. But stop allowing yourself to be pushed to the back of the line because you think you don't have Moses tried to do that to himself, but God wasn't going for it. Moses was telling him, well, God, are you sure it's me? Like, I I, I don't have the best. I'm not as eloquent of speech. I have a stutter. They ain't going to listen to me. I'm just, I'm an outlaw. I'm on the run. You think that you want me to go back to the people that I'm on the run from and tell them that the Lord says for me, who am I? And I have scripture for you. When the devil says, who are you to do this? Who, who do you think you are? 20 year old girl having an international podcast. Who do you think you are? Preaching the gospel to men, women and children doing what you're supposed to do. Who do you think you are? You can't come back with I'm beautiful. You better come back with Psalms 139 and 14 that says I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are his works and that my soul knows right well Mm. the third point that i want to break down to you in combating this nasty voice and this is my favorite point is change your perspective so let me give y'all a little medical history y'all know i love science (sighs) y'all god is so good Cardiothoracic cardiothoracic surgeons, and I'm sure many surgeons do this. It's not just cardiothoracic. I love cardio. I'm a huge Grace fan. That's neither here nor there. Let's get back to the word. But in an intense surgery, cardiothoracic surgeons often have to change their position, approach, and angle so that they can see the problem clearly with the intent of saving the patient's life. I would say it again, but I ain't going to say it again. So I hope y'all caught that. And I want to ask you all today, are you looking at that thing, whether it's self-doubt, self-loathing, self-talk? Are you looking at that thing from a different angle with the intention of trying to save your life? Or are you too trying to kill yourself, trying to kill your dreams, trying to kill your hope? You have to feed yourself life. Change your perspective through the word of God in prayer in order to get perspective of life. If you are one of those people, and I know we all have those people who always look for reasons to condemn themselves or say, oh, I didn't do this good enough. I I knew I wouldn't fail. I, I already knew that. And they go to other people looking for them to reaffirm their condemnation. Stay away from people like that because they're sick. And when I say they're sick, I mean they're seriously sick. Human nature is to want to save your own life. But when you're going through anxiety and panic, instead of going to the word of God in prayer, you go to Instagram and try to compare yourself to everybody else and see what everybody else is doing. Are you trying? Are you mad? 
I mean, seriously, there comes a point in time where we have to stop what we're doing, put the brakes on everything and just examine our actions. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you changing this angle? Are you changing your perspective? Are you bringing new visions and new ideas into your circle? New people, new thoughts, new hearing, new scriptures. In order to preserve your life and propel the gift that God put on the inside of you. Are you committed to killing yourself too? I'm so serious. It's just like people who say all the time, I want to be healthy. Like, I I don't want to have diabetes. But all they do all day is drink diet soda and Coke and eat sugar and don't exercise and do the things that don't work. And I just am like, "Are are you real life for real? And I think people, born again believers and not, have a tendency. And and, and I want to stop myself because I just heard something. I am in no way talking down on believers or anything. I'm not doing that at all. I'm guilty of this myself. But I'm just saying, especially for us, sometimes as born again believers, we can have a different idea of how things are supposed to go and think that certain things slide and certain things don't. And we can tiptoe around the rules and still get the results that we desire. And I'm just here to tell you that if I never exercise, never go to the gym, eat whatever I want, 300 pounds overweight and get diabetes, what was that a result of your actions? It's the same thing with your spiritual health. If you are fighting a negative voice demon, if you are fighting something that's saying, It's time for you to kill your dreams. Why would you go to Instagram or why would you go to somebody else to reaffirm that? You better get down on your knees and face in prayer and seek God's face. Ask him to send his Holy Spirit to give you direction and guidance. Ask for grace. Ask for strength. Ask for hope. Ask for stick to in this. Ask for that fire. Like, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. And the reason I'm saying so hard is because as I'm preaching to y'all, I'm preaching to myself. All of us have been here. But God is sending strategy in this hour to get us out. We're, we're not doing the same things over and over again, sis. So if I didn't reiterate, if I didn't say that enough, I need you to know. The next time you are struggling, instead of going on social media, instead of beating yourself up, instead of thinking thoughts or eating foods that make you feel worse, go to the gym. And when I say go to the gym, I'm talking about a spiritual gym. Go exercise yourself into godliness. Go exercise your Holy Ghost. Go pray in tongues. Go read your Bible. It You need it. You need it, sis. <laughs> And as I say you need it, I need it too. Amen. But you need it, sis. Like, for real. I was finna be shady, but I ain't gonna be shady. You work out six days a week, but you don't open your Bible. But then when these attacks come, you don't understand why. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave it at that. Number four. Amen. (laughs) Commit yourself to strategies that help your life in business. Okay. There's a famous saying, and I want to say this so clearly. There's a famous saying that says, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that's real cute, but I like this one better. If you don't have a plan, you are participating in a long-term abortion of your destiny. I'm sorry. Maybe you're not intentionally trying to kill the dream God gave you, but without a plan, how can it live? How can it succeed? And this is... I don't know what the Lord is doing in this season, specifically with me and my ministry, but it's something that feels like responsibility is being put back on the body of Christ in a way that for so long we have allowed ourselves to push the responsibility off of us and onto God. And I feel like in this hour, God is saying, God God is reordering things. Baby, the responsibility is on you. To bring this thing to pass. I'm with you. You know the word. I'm here to exercise with you. Take yourself to the gym. Take yourself to the spiritual gym. But this is not the season where we just lotty dotty around until it falls in our lap. I'm here to tell you that I don't think that's the season that we're in. Responsibility is being put back on us. 
in a way that I don't think I've seen even in my lifetime. But what I'm saying is maybe you're not intentionally trying to kill the dream. But without a plan, how can it succeed? And this point right here, how the Lord told me this is real grown women mature talk. When we stop blaming everything else and everyone else for our shortcomings and begin to take the responsibility upon ourselves. You have to be so committed to saying, I will not abort long term, short term, because it's so easy to walk away from a project and say, yeah, I'm just taking a year long sabbatical. Girl, you know, you ain't coming back to that project. You participate in long term abortion, trying to make yourself feel better. We're not doing that. Mm -mm. You have to be so committed to saying, I will not abort the dream God gave me. I will make a plan. I honor what's in my hands by sewing into it, learning more about it, nursing it to health, hovering over it, interacting with it and pivoting when needed. All mothers out there know that raising a baby is not it's not cute. It's not something that's fun. I know we see on TikTok these new trends and we idealize everything. This is a generation that idealizes everything. I remember I was watching Grey's Anatomy and I told myself, I want to be a general surgeon, idealizing everything. I don't want the 12 years of school. I just want to be a surgeon. I just want to be in a surgery. No. But like I said, raising a child is hard work. There is a lot of time, sacrifice, planning, prayer, understanding, seeking counseling, mentorship, maybe even failing. Get back up again. Try again. Hovering over the baby. Praying over the baby. Sanctifying the baby. Getting the baby baptized. Taking it to church. Feeding it. Eating it. Healthing it. Clothing it. Nourishing it. Giving it your time. Giving it your money. Giving it your wisdom. Giving it your thoughts. Giving it your help. Introducing it to your family. Bringing the right people around it. Connecting with the right people. Staying away from the wrong people. And it is the same thing with your baby that God gave you and put on your heart. And it's not always a business. For some of us, we are called to business. We're called to entrepreneurship. We're called to these different plans. Sometimes your baby might be starting a women's ministry at your church or being astounding on the women's team. But what I'm trying to say is that it requires sacrifice. It requires a complete Giving of yourself till there is almost nothing left. We cannot caddy around this and cut corners and expect to see these brilliant results. You got to stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan, sister. And so for many of us, let me get to the first point. What strategies and plans do are you making for your month, your year, your week? I know for me and confess your sins and pray that you may be healed. Something that I need to work on is long term planning. I'm good. I can I can bomb a week. I can do a week up. I can do a week. I can do a week. But once that week is over, it's another week. What are your monthly goals what are your monthly money goals what are your monthly spiritual goals what are your monthly everything goals and don't tell yourself that it's too much because in first john 5 4 and 5 says that jesus overcame the world and we can overcome the world too so we can overcome a few tasks it's about changing your mind and your perspective but if you're not very good with planning or if you know that these are some things that you struggle in you may very well need to take a class or a course because this is life and death with your destiny. And a lot of times people don't like to hear this. They don't like to swallow this pill. Excuse me. Because people don't like to take responsibility for the things that happen in their lives. They want to say, oh, I passively sat by and did nothing and I didn't get no results. It's somebody else's fault. Or I just wasn't. No, baby, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Ray of Light TV podcast is not doing that. Raven Lynn Lipford is not doing that. I'll be the first to practice what I preach. We're not doing that this year. And Lord, cover my words because, of course, we're all human. And there are times where we fail. But we got to push into becoming who God called us to be. I want to read you guys 
this quote from an article published on Inc.com. And, and I really like this. I'm going to post this on my website, www.rayoflighttv.com. It's going to be under the blog and it's going to be a new post posted probably tomorrow, Monday or in our newsletter. And let me know if you want to join our newsletter because it's fire. <laughs> but um, one thing that it says is most people and I, let me tell you the backstory. The first thing I searched is like, why don't most people like accomplish their goals? What is that? And so it says most people do not complete their goals because they set a really, really big goal. Usually something that combine, combines the proficiency of multiple skill sets each of which would take years to master. The goal is then tied into some sort of hope relating to external validation. $1.5 million or 1.5 million followers, or you might want a little bit more than $1.5 million, but 1.5 million followers. Oh, baby, I made it. When I achieve this, then everyone will respect me. When I get this goal, then my mother will think that I'm successful. When I get this goal, then I'll be able to get on my feet and get the glory and the praise that I deserve from my peers. And I think in our strange that me and my mother were just having this conversation. And the thing that she told me is this. Woo, you're amazing. You're awesome. You're you're wonderful. Oh, this is so cool. That's not your reward and that's not what you should seek because people are fickle. Things are fickle. Times are fickle. And so if you are not rooted in God, in Jesus Christ, you're going to be tossed to and from the wind. The people love you one day, the next day you are part of cancel culture and then you don't know what to do with yourself. No, ma'am, not in 2022. But it says, and finally to top it off, they vow themselves to work relentlessly toward a said goal, all without first examining their daily and questioning where in their busy schedule they are actually going to put pen and pad, brush and easel, noid and ground stone to do the work required. And it also goes on to say, like I was saying, many people in our 2022 social media craze generation love the idealized versions of things and ideas more than the actual work and the example that gave is people love the idea of being steve jobs jeff bezos a multi-million dollar california tech leader everybody let me tell y'all something what's going on on tiktok right now i don't know about a lot black girls in tech black girl luxury is like the hashtags of the century right now it was even to the point girl my myself don't know nothing about java coding nothing don't even like to code didn't even like computer science in school but because it looked so good on the internet because people was getting ready their morning routines getting their bag six figures headed taking taking a person heading to work i was like you know what i'm finna go into tech you finna go into what how you gonna go into tech and you don't even like computer science at all? So that's what I'm saying. The same thing about general surgery. Do, do you want to be in school for 12 years? Don't even like going to class. Ow, hallelujah. N not even. Okay, let's wind it back. But anyways, a key piece of advice is instead of falling in love with the idea of this thing, what it can bring you, fall in love and commit yourself to what this thing will cause you to become, who this thing will cause you to become. Who is this person? That's the, that's the thing I always start with. If I say, oh, the, the thing I want to be when I grow up is stated. I want to be a nurse. OK, who is this person? Type it in your computer. What is their job description? Do, 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 do. If Instagram and TikTok did not exist, would I love waking up every day and doing this job? Do, 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 do I like interacting with bodily fluids? Let me punch that in. Do I want to go to school based in science and math? Do I like my free time? Do I want to get into more student debt? Like these are the things that you have to ask yourself. And I know it's funny, but at the same time, it's not because a lot of people are going astray based on what they see, the lust of the eyes. It's not cool. It's leading people into, into things that they don't need to be doing. Okay. But another thing that I like to look at after their job description is how many hours do they work per week? And how does a typical week look for them? 
Like, how do they go about getting the job done? And I do this because it's almost like a test and quiz to myself of who I have to be. Who do I have to become for this job? In order for me to stand into this position and and become this thing, who do I have to become? Everybody talk about, well, I'm just so get I'm I'm natural. This is my gift. This is my talent. This this is my thing. I don't need I don't need all that. I don't need them courses. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. This is my territory. I'm claiming my territory. When you hear people say that, tell them to shut their shusher. Tell them to be quiet. Because they are trying to lead you down a wrong path. And treat yourself to a business coach and some life lessons after you tell that voice or that person to be quiet. Rebuke them. And then don't be their friend no more because they'll lead you down a wrong path. And I'm going to give y'all an example of why I say that. And we can look at people in the Bible who were called. Anybody can be called. And and I'm not saying anybody can be called, okay? I'm not saying God just picks and chooses anybody. I, I don't... I don't... But... <laughs> What I do know is there was a process and a commitment and a, and a sacrifice that had to come and be coming. When the Lord turned Saul into Paul, he said, I will teach him what it means to suffer for my name. Paul had to go through some things to become Paul. He wasn't just anointed to be Paul and then it just happened. Years of so much uncomfortability. But he was so committed to Jesus Christ. That it was worth it. And it's the same thing. You may be called to do this thing. It's going to take years of work. And practice. And molding to become this thing. But when you stand in it. You'll be ready. You'll be qualified. You'll be able to stand. And that's the best part. So this is my example. And I'm almost done. We're almost done. God blessed my mother and I both with gifts of dance. You know, we were both anointed women of God dancers. When the spirit fall on us, child, it's, it's beautiful. But without my six plus years of classical training technique, endless summer camps, six weeks of training at the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, touring over the world, dancing, professional training, um, performances, and hard mentoring, I would never be where I am in dance now. And I know y'all see my UR shirt, full scholarship. I would never be where I am in dance now it took time and what I want you to understand that people don't understand is your gift has a rigor to it that calls for more than what you can just do naturally in this season just saying I have a gift it's just going to fall in line that don't cut it your gift calls for something it has a rigor that is attached to it that requires practice knowledge ability time resources sacrifice to make it right so i say to you today work your gift how will you get the competitive advantage in your gift you are called to dominate but you can't dominate if you are not competitive michael b jordan one of the best basketball players of all times was not the best just because he had a gift and an anointing He was the best because he worked harder than everybody else. He sat in the rooms and saw what everybody was doing. He played with them and it was all good. But then he went the extra mile. While everyone was sleeping. While everyone was playing on their phone. While everyone was sleeping. While everyone was sleeping. I'm preaching to myself now. While everybody else is sleeping. He was up practicing his shot. He was up doing things that nobody else was doing. He was up creating his own moves. Creating his own strategy. So that when it came to play in the game. He owned it. He owned the game. The game was his because he was amply prepared. And that is a word for somebody. You are called to own the game. You are anointed to own the game. You can own the game. But you better not step onto that court unamply prepared. Because you will get dominated upon. Go into that place amply prepared. Creating new strategies. Doing things that nobody else did before. That gives you a competitive advantage. So that when it's your time. They can call you the greatest of all times. Not because of lip service, but because you worked hard dirt than anybody else for that thing.
And my last and final point, I know this podcast was a little bit longer than usual, but I felt it so pivotal for me to teach on this today. But the last and final point is keep your eye on the prize. Throughout our journey, God is so gracious and he will give us favor along the way and little glimpses of how things look and how they can be if we're just crazy enough, bold enough, strategic and disciplined enough to go for them. I'm going to tell y'all this story. When my mother was pregnant with me, and this is a very personal story. When my mother was pregnant with me, um, it was only her, my father, and the Lord who knew that, you know, that she had conceived, that she was pregnant with me. And she found herself sitting in a room. I don't know if she was talking to God. I don't know. But the Lord audibly spoke to her and just said out of his mouth. Will you trust me? It wasn't any fanfare. It wasn't any trust me and it'll be $17 billion waiting at the end of this. Trust me and I'll do this. Trust me. And God just said, will you trust me? And in your most difficult seasons, as you are forced and pushed to walk through uncomfortability and uncertainty. And in these moments, God may only send his word his voice that's found in his written word. He, he may only send his word. But in it, he is asking you, will you trust me to perform it? The God of Israel, will you trust him to perform it? Will you trust him to complete it? Will you trust that your work is not in vain? Will you trust that I am a warder of them that diligently seek me? Will you trust? Will you trust? Will you trust? Will you trust me? So, guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It was such a blessing to my soul in learning how to talk back to these negative voices that try to talk to us, that try to bully us, that try to knock us down, especially when we're weak and vulnerable. I want you to go back over this, listen to it, study it, commit yourself to it. Really remember some of the points that I said. In this season, I believe that God is putting a responsibility back on his people and this is not the season to just sit by passively and expect fruit there's a time for harvest there's a time for reaping there's a time for sowing harvest this is a time to till the ground do the work exercise the gift of the holy spirit and you pray don't participate in long-term abortion. Make a plan. Stick to that plan. Know the thing that you're chasing after who you want to be. What is it really what is really required of you to become that person? To stand in that place and dominate, to be the best that ever was in that place. Not just relying on your gift, not just worrying on passive excuses, not being lazy anymore. Exercising yourself. And I'm so excited to see the fruits of your labor. Guys, this has been an awesome episode of Ray of Light TV podcast. We're going to close out in prayer. And I'm going to see y'all sooner than you think. <laughs> maybe got a couple more episodes coming this week. Maybe. <laughs> Father God, Lord, we just thank you for pouring out upon us as you always do. Thank you for your words of wisdom. Thank you for your prophetic guidance. Thank you for steering us in the wrong, the right, excuse me, direction. And thank you for giving us strategy, help, your comfort when we need it the most. God, I pray for every woman, man, boy, child, girl, every person, even myself, Lord, who is listening to this, who has been blessed by them, this podcast. Let them eat the fruit of this. Let them go into their place of exercising their faith, exercising their godliness, exercising who they are in the Lord to reap the rewards and the benefits thereof. God, every day tap us, Lord, even when we forget, bring to our remembrance the responsibility that is needed. Bring to mind strategy and what is needed to continue rem reminding your people of what this season is and what you are calling for in this season. Responsibility, stick to itness, picking yourself up and getting the job done. And God, we praise you because it's already done. Bless every person who's connected to this platform. Bless their family. Bless their health. 
give them long life and satisfy them with long life and show them your salvation. Bless them to get deeper in the word, in prayer, and deeper in communion with the Holy Spirit than ever before. Knowing that nothing on this earth except what we do for you and so into your kingdom will last. Let us not live for applaud for what other people say, but live for the reward that you have for us, which is a crown and glory and a well done, my good and faithful servant. God, we love you. God, we honor you. God, we adore you. God, we praise you. God, we take time to lift our eyes to you and say you are the source from which our help comes from. You are able to save us. You are able to keep us. You are able to do all things in our life but fail. And God, we surrender our lives over to you, God, because we know that in your hands is the only place where we are safe and the only place where we are whole. God, we seal this prayer with a praise and a thank you, Jesus, for it is already done. God, bless us and take us higher in this week. In Jesus name. Amen. All right, loves, loves, love, loves. I love y'all. Y'all are awesome. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you all so much for listening to the Ray of Light TV podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And before I go, I want to leave you with a few tools if you are ever struggling or in need. If you desire to get connected with the Word or the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to share three houses or churches that I watch very faithfully who always come with a revelatory and modernized word. That is One House LA, led by Pastor Ture and Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. The Potter House Dallas, led by Bishop T.D. Jakes, and my hometown church, Zion Pentecostal Church of Christ, led by Bishop C. Wayne Brantley. You can find all of these resources on YouTube and social media to meet you at your point of need, no matter where you are in the earth. If you are struggling with your mental health, suicide, anxiety, depression, BetterHelp is an online platform that can help you find a counselor that meets your specific needs. Go to www.betterhelp.com for more information. If your family is struggling during this pandemic season and you need a prayer hotline to go to, text 1-888-946-6220 or email zpccprayer at gmail.com. For the National Suicide Hotline or Substance Abuse, dial one 800 662 4357 or 1-800-273-8255. To get in touch with me on all platforms, you can find me at Raven Lynn or at the Ray of Light TV podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find me at Ray of Light TV podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Morning Magic with Raven Lynn Lipford on the same platforms. I love you all so very much. Thank you.